Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Sten Morgan here with Andy Traub. And on this podcast, we focus on becoming elite at what we do as financial advisors. We believe there's an average path and there's an elite path. And when you take the average path someday, guaranteed, you will look back and say, I wish I did something different. And so our goal is to challenge ourselves, but also our community with how do you do something in maybe three years, it takes most people 10. And that's the filter we run everything through here. Well, thanks for that, Sen. And it is good to be here with you as usual. And uh, I wanted to start with... Um, we have a, a free training that we're going to be offering in this session on November 22nd. So if you're hearing this afterwards, uh, after that date, that's okay. You can still go to this URL and you'll just get a replay, which is great. But if you'd like to attend live, uh, November 22nd, which is a Tuesday, we're going to offer at 9 a.m. and then 3.30. Uh, and you can sign up for that at stenmorgan.com slash 50K. The premise of the training is how to add $50,000 in planning revenue uh, in the upcoming year. And so for those who have not started at all, we have some practical teaching, um, really focusing on speaking on ideas, focusing on ideas instead of products, um, really mastering that first meeting. That's something that, you know, and just talking with advisors, they just know that if you can get that first meeting, like if you can lock that in, then they'll 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 stick with you, right? It should be an experience. Like when they leave, it should feel different than like I was just spoken at and presented to, and I have no idea what to do next. Like, but if it's a different experience, they leave there feeling like I need to do that again soon. And was it you or I was talking? I don't know if it was you. I was talking to an advisor this this past week when they said that it was they had a, a client who left and said it's the first time we've had a meeting where we didn't have to leave and go Google <laughs> go Google stuff. Yeah, was that you or yeah? No, I had a Zoom meeting with some clients oh, with, yeah. with other advisors, and they're like, "This is great because it feels like we don't have any homework. Like we don't have to call to verify the things you said with somebody else." So yeah, that was a, that was a good meeting. Well, then the other thing, and we're going to talk about this today actually, is just being confident and clear enough to give actual. To quantifiable numbers to the ideas that you're sharing. I think that it's just drilled into advisors, mostly from a compliance perspective, and just like an integrity of like, oh, I guarantee you this much. Like you're not in the business of guarantees unless mm-hmm. it's a death benefit from a you know insurance policy or something. Uh, but to really quantify, because as you like to say, people like to solve big problems, not small problems. That's right. Yeah. If we leave this big gap of understanding and we're just hoping they realize they should do something, like that's our fault. Yeah. And there's always assumptions built in like, hey, I don't know yet if this is going to play out exactly this way, but let me show you what another client has done. Then at least they can realize like, oh, that's actually a big enough problem for me to think about or I'm not interested. So I had this training on Tuesday. And again, if you're in it after the fact, you can go back and, and watch replay. But we are also going to have members of our community who 
uh, are, are actively shifting their business towards planning, as some of you are looking at doing for 2023. Uh, and we also have members of our community that have already made that shift and then made some changes based on things we've taught. So it's not just Stan and I talking uh, for 45 minutes. We'll have other advisors there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes and Jason, I think Andy and um, Patrick will be there. Um, nice. at, at one of the, the other two. So you're, you're going to hear from other advisors as well about their real world experience. Yeah. And what I've loved about this so far is that we have advisors that have never charged for advice mm-hmm. that are new to the business and they're realizing new revenue that's going to help them scale faster. They can hire people better. They're getting revenue that's not AUM that takes a while to build up. But then we also have advisors that are making amazing money in AUM and they're realizing, wait, I can just actually start getting paid for all this time away. I'm giving away for free, but I don't have to stop managing assets because I enjoy that. That no no matter where you are in the spectrum, you may say, hey, I just, I feel like my ideas and time have value. I want to learn how to charge for that. Yeah. Great. Or you may say, hey, I'm trying to build this business the old fashioned way and it's taking too long. How do I start building and presenting myself in such a way that I can demand a great fee yeah. and, and I'm worth it and the client's happy to pay me. And so it's really, there's so much mindset in it, but also process. How do you pr- present the proposal? Like there's a lot of pieces to this, but if you can go from charging no fees or just a little fees to putting a process in place and our trainings, like go from zero to 50 K. Yeah. Like absolutely. What, what else are you going to do? That's going to do that, but also lead to more business. Yeah, absolutely. So sendmorgan.com slash 50K, I encourage you to go there to sign up for that. And there'll be a link in the show notes. We're actually releasing this episode a day early in hopes that you'll get this in time to go register. We already have a 100 folks registered for, for that. Uh, so we hope you'll be able to join us. Uh, and one other thing we want to mention, uh, and whether you're watching us on YouTube or not, uh, but if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see the screen. Uh, we do have uh, registration open for our How to Charge live event you go to stenmorgan.com slash how to live for that. That's January 17th and 18th. And uh, there's a great video on there and lots of explanations and details uh, about what are you actually going to be learning? Who is this for? Uh, what are the results of the people who have already been through the program? All those numbers are there. Um, you know, where you're going to stay. We also have a, a great photographer coming in. We're going to include free headshots for some really good professional shots that you can use for all your marketing. Um, so, um, and if you have other questions, you can also go to that page, stenmorgan.com slash how to live. And at the very bottom, you can click, um, on a button there. If you wanted to meet with me, uh, and ask a question, there's some, um, scheduled time slots there as well. So, uh, with that, then, uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into today's topic, which is seven ways to increase your planning and consulting revenue. Uh, and listen, I, I, I count you as one of my dearest friends and, but I will also say on a professional level, one of the reasons I really like working with you is that you are just tenacious you have uh, you have very little tolerance for uh things that are not uh applicable like they have to go like okay but what what do i do next yeah right like and again inspiration is great mm-hmm. right but like perspiration is what works yeah right <laughs> and so i say that because as we were working on these ideas i was like you know i, I can't here's my first one and it's good <laughs> and and then we change half of them again because because it has to matter it has to be something you can do so wherever you are whatever you're doing we're going to plow through seven of these and they are things that you can do to increase um, your consulting and planning revenue. So Stan, go ahead and start us off. Yeah. And these are all meaty. So we, these could all be a, an episode on their own, but yeah, we're going to, it will be eventually. Yeah. We're <laughs> going to, we're going to tease it. We want to get you thinking about it. Hopefully at least one of them, you can say, Hey, I'm going to focus on that one and make a difference. Yeah. The first one is find free ideas. And one of the biggest obstacles we've faced with advisors is they say, I just don't have the knowledge. Right. Like I've managed money for so long. I know how to sell insurance, but you're telling me to go charge for my time. 
and ideas and, and where do these ideas come from? The goal is not to become an expert in everything. You you would never get to see clients. You'd just be reading and studying well, all the time. We've had advisors go, oh, should I go get my property casually? Should I go to, you know, like license or whatever? And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, no, yep. wouldn't it be great to have CPA level ideas without having to become a CPA? Sorry for you, CPA. <laughs> That's but, right. You know, you do you, right? Oh, yeah. But, we, but, we need you. Yeah, <laughs> please. Right, yeah. But the idea is simply go get free ideas without having to go to school for them, mm-hmm. right? Every idea now that a client has implemented and they think of us as, man, they're geniuses. I got from somebody else, whether that was cost segregation, R&D tax credits. Like these are, we are the curator of great ideas because we have become really good at, at attracting those ideas, documenting them, remembering them, and then learning how to teach them to a point. Yeah. But if I can sit in a room and talk to a business owner that owns a couple commercial buildings, and this happened two weeks ago with a client that was a consulting client for about a year, and then we got together and like, oh, I have this investor. Together, we're going to go buy this building. We're going to renovate it. We know enough about cost segregation to say, okay, well, how much did you buy the building for? Okay, what improvements are you putting on it? Okay, well, based on another client that worked that was similar, their cost segregation, they saved about $300,000 in year one. If you're buying real estate and renovating it and you could get $300,000 back to put into that project, that's a big deal. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we have this other one that we built a year ago. Can we do it with that one too? Well, probably. Let's call the CPA. Done. And, and gonna, they weren't like, oh, you need a CPA, we're out. I mean, they're like, that's great. Yeah. They, and then we are the ones that brought the idea. And so there's so many ideas like that, big and small. Every once in a while, you're going to get an idea that's going to apply to a client that's a monster. That's, yeah. you know, I have a somewhere I've saved a client 300 grand. In other words, like, hey, an R&D tax credit, here's $250,000 you didn't know you're going to get. And you're, you look like, you know, yeah. you just, you just save them and you're, they're a client for life. Most of them though are, hey, here's a $4,000 idea. And you add them up and you're like, Hey, in hindsight, after an engagement, you can say, hey, all this stuff saved us this much money. Right. But on the front end, you need to get deep enough to show them, hey, you need me on the team. I'm your coach. I'm, sh- yeah. I'm showing you things you didn't know were available to you. And when you engage with us, because I'm inviting you to join a process with us. Yeah. I, I, I haven't solved all your problems yet, but I w- I'll help you. We're going to go find those experts to help implement it. I was talking with an advisor this week, and it's honestly, he, he I met with him like, I don't know, last end of last week. And then I see another appointment set up. Like on Monday, and he's part of our community, so you know we meet pretty often. I'm like, man, we just talked. What's going on? He goes, well, you know that opportunity I talked to you about. Like, I got it, but like now he's giving me all his paperwork, and basically he was just nervous. Yeah. He's like, he's like, we took it to the next level. You know, <laughs> what right. do I do? You know, they said yes. I didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah, they were yeah. going to say. Yes. I didn't know she was going to say yes. But like, what do <laughs> I? You know, but so so it was. Hey, you know, go in with asking a lot of questions. But I said, just remember, you're. You are not the solution to all the problems. Mm-hmm. You're the conduit. You're the you know you're the connection to the solution. Yep. And th- I was like, by the way, how old are you? you sound like you're like early twenties. Like I'm like you know thirty one, thirty two. <laughs> and um, and he's like, I'm just nervous because like it's my first one, but it's like it's a big potential client. And I said, isn't it fascinating that he wants to keep working with you because he doesn't know that he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. He said he just knows that he really likes the way you work with people. Nice, yep. right? And it was a it was an approach of I I'm not going to push you to a product. I'm just here to give great ideas and and this person who, you know, I mean the numbers are really big. Oh yeah. But this 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 advisor my point is you can do this right away. Yeah. Because it's not about you, it's about great mm-hmm. ideas. Yep. And the client needs to to realize in the meeting with you that you have access to these things, mm-hmm. that you know more than they know, that you are applying enough specific elements to the idea yeah. that like, oh, that could actually benefit me. 
more than your fee. And by the time you get to the proposal, you're going to show them some ideas that already you've paid for yourself. Oh, for sure. So that so once you get there, and part of it, again, is the advisor head trash, and we'll talk more about that. Um, but ideas, like you, you will become a magnet for great ideas. So set aside that, man, I got to do all this studying and become this person I'm not. It's, no, they're already out there. All the ideas I'm using, you can use. You just have to get confident presenting them. Yeah. So let's go to quantifying the value of ideas. When we talk about that, uh, give me some examples of ideas that that you have found uh, are easier to quantify for people. Yeah. And we'll spend some time on our live event doing this in, together. Yeah. We'll have whiteboards up and I'm going to show you. Here's And once advisors see me do it, they're like, oh, that's it? And it's like, yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> and there's some nuance to it and you have to practice it. I'm in my whiteboard room sometimes like, oh, it's that illustration look good. How am I going to float? Like, be prepared. But the ability to quantify an idea, to remove the the question mark of... Is this relevant? Is right. it worth my time? Right. And that could start as simple as, hey, have you funded, you know, do you know you're eligible to fund a, a SEP IRA? Or maybe the client's funding a SEP IRA with $10,000 because their income limits them from doing more. And you say, well, have you heard of a solo 401k before? No, what is that? Well, with a solo 401k, the same income limits don't apply. In a solo 401k, if you make 60000 you could probably fully fund the plan with all your income if you wanted to. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, if you went from funding it from 10000 to, say, 50000 that extra 40000 assuming you're at a 25% tax rate, that'll save you an extra $10,000 a year in taxes. If we do that for the next 10 years, that's a $100,000 idea. Mm-hmm. Now I've just taken a lot of the fog of that idea away and showed them this right. is important. Do you right. want to save $100,000 in taxes over the next 10 years? That's just one idea. Right. All the way up to that cost segregation example I gave to you where I was like, okay, tell me more about the building. What is it looking like? And same with the R&D tax credit one. These ones were, I had to call the CPA locally that specialized in these things and said, I need 30 minutes for you to coach me on this. Yeah. Send me all the paperwork you have that I can read of all these different tax credits that employers have. What's in it have. for the CPA? The potential case study. Yeah. The, the potential of, in a lot of these CPAs will say the, the study costs, you know, the fee is not to exceed $10,000. Okay, well, if the client saves two hundred fifty grand, like they'll be happy to pay that because this is something yeah. they didn't even know existed. Yeah. And all you're doing is accelerating the depreciation sooner. But would you rather have a dollar today or a dollar twenty years from yeah. now? Yeah. Give me the dollar today. Right. You know, inflation's crazy. Like I can do something better. Most business owners want to, or investors yeah. want that dollar yeah. now. Yeah. So it's that whole spectrum. It's the simple idea that helps you justify. Hey. I know you don't know me yet and you haven't experienced me, Yeah. but here's some free stuff that's going to give you some some return on your investment all the way up to the one to where you see their eyes get big and they're like, this client's like, hey, when can we start that? Because right. now he's seeing $250,000, $300,000 he didn't know existed yeah. that he's already thinking about, okay, how can I put that to work? Absolutely. Th- this one of my favorites, maybe should have <laughs> yeah. but name your price. Dude, you put the mic drop in the middle. Sorry. Right. No, I'm kidding. Pick the that's mic good. back up. That's we right. we got four more after this. <laughs> Uh, but name your price. And, and by this, we mean, and this is, I think this is what's hard. You could go to bed on Friday, not charging for your advice. Mm-hmm. could wake up on Monday, meet with a client and say, you know, for me to put this plan together, it's going to be approximately this much. You That's know? right. Like, and, but yeah, and, I didn't charge the person on Friday, but I'm charging you. Like it, that is kind of a, a mindset thing to overcome. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's, and it, but what's funny is how many advisors we talk to and I'm like, are you doing plans? Yeah, we're doing plans. We do, 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 do. do you charge me for that? No, it's just included. I mean, I literally had this conversation this yeah. week where I said, are, do you charge for your advice? Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you charging? Well, I'm, we include it with AUM. And I was like, hold on. I don't want to be rude, but 
you're not charging for your advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like separately. You know what I mean? In the in the head trash head trash exists at a lot of levels. The advisor level, obviously, we see that all the time. But I've spoken to firms yeah. where the management is the head. They're like, no, we're not going to let anybody charge over five hundred dollars for a plan. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. you don't think they're valuable? You don't know enough ideas? Like, so it's almost sometimes top down to where it's like you got to get the, yep. the the manager, the general partner, whoever, to realize like with some parameters because they don't want a you know a rookie advisor going out and throwing all these crazy ideas yep. out and getting in trouble, but you need to understand first that this is valuable. And if you are questioning it, you need to realize like quantifying an idea to a client may also be quantifying it to yourself. Absolutely. So that when you go to put the proposal together, you're like, oh man, I just found them this much money. Right. Of course I should be able to charge them this. And that doesn't mean the goal is I'm going to charge them as much as I can until they say no, but you also need to run a great business. And the fee has to be enough that if they never buy something from you, it was still a great client. Yeah. That it was a win-win. Not... I'm going to charge this person 500 bucks, but man, I got to get them to buy this insurance policy really quick. Or man, if they don't transfer assets or buy this annuity, I'm going to be frustrated whenever they call me. Right. Then you undercharged. Yeah. And so part of that is a term that I've heard before, but um, not a lot, which is sometimes you have to borrow confidence from other people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to go, okay, how did you, you did that? Okay, well, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Right. And we get that. We get people have gone through our program and our community and, and, you know, we'll be on a group call and it's like, hey, everybody just, you know, I said, you know, I'll say, hey, everybody, anybody got any news right now? Anything you need to know about? And they're like, yeah, I, I got this proposal right now. And we're like, man, you got this, you know, you know, you know, you know, you, we, we believe you can do this. You're worth it. And like, okay, great. You know, and sometimes you just have to borrow that confidence from, from yeah. someone else. And what's the worst that can happen? No. What was going to happen? They say no. Yeah. They, <laughs> like either either you're going to make money, you weren't going to make money. And if you weren't going to ask them, you weren't going to make money. So right. uh, your chances are much higher. Yep. Uh, but but you have to name a price. You have to put a price on it. Yep. Uh, the next one is do what you do best. You have mm -hmm. to optimize uh, either with the right people or the right system so that you do what you do best. A, a quick analogy, a metaphor might be that, you know, you see this. Uh, I'm a Colts fan. We just got a new coach. And, you know, he's walks on the field and somebody hands him a headset and someone hands him like the play, you know, the plays card, you know, the card plays on it. Like he didn't have to worry about like the batteries in the headset. He didn't have to worry about like is the plays card that I did, that I print, that I leave that on the printer. <laughs> no, like yeah. someone else did that because he just needs to show up and just coach. Right. Yep. And I think for, for you as an advisor, what if you could just show up and and be the idea person, be mm -hmm. the person who communicates these ideas, yep. be the person who communicates and has confidence and has all these years of expertise? And I think, uh, Stan, there's a few different ways you could do that, systems or personnel, right? That's right. And it's a progression. When I, when it was When I started financial planning, it was essentially me. Yeah, yeah. And the hard part there is a meeting really took three hours. There was the prep, there was the delivery, there was the Oh, kind a one of hour the, the meeting debrief. Would take three hours, you're saying. Okay. Yeah, so of my time. Right. And that wasn't the best use of my time. And so at that point, say my capacity for planning clients was 20 because it was all me. Like I, I only had so much yeah. time. To then having a system to where, you know, Chris on our team would be in the meeting with me taking notes. Uh, I would still have to do some prep. He would take notes for me and do the debrief. So yeah. three hours just turned into two hours of work. To where now with Bard, director of our planning department, and Chris working, one or both of them are in the meeting with me. They've done the prep work. I show up. I may be doing 45 minutes of work in the meeting. They do all the debrief, follow up with the proposal, schedule the next meeting. So now our capacity for planning is probably 100 a year. And that's just because of, are we using Trello for follow-up? Do we right. use JotForm to input data so when it goes to Brooke, she can process it? So yeah. Like All these things are you need to look at what is not the best use of my time and how do I as quickly as possible delegate that, 
get rid of it if it's not necessary or put some kind of technology in place for that. And then I see, because you know, I get to be around the office, there's a, Bard is saying, hey, for us to do client updates, let's use this piece of software. You mm-hmm. know, So everybody's you know, um, iterating at the yeah. same time. And that's, that's right. when it gets really exciting. Yeah, right. you've, you've niched down to a person saying, I need to own this thing. Yeah. And so in our world, Bard is responsible for essentially data gathering and for the first three months of the engagement. He is responsible. Yeah. After three months, it then passes to Chris for the ongoing service and relationship side of it. Now he's responsible. And so the more clear that flow can be, the better. So another way to increase revenue is to take smaller clients. So an example of this is a habit junior advisor takes smaller playing clients because maybe you don't want to turn down a $4,000 plan, but you don't want to take that plan. And some of you are like, oh, I'll take a $4,000 plan. Oh, yeah. But the point is, as you progress, and we talked, we have some advisors in our community that just won't touch a plan unless it's probably 8K or more, mm-hmm. but they don't want to turn down a three or $4,000 plan. Yeah. And the, so they're saying to their junior advisor, you know, do you want to take this? And the junior yeah. advisor is, yeah, I'll take yes, that. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, my buddy Wes, who's in our community, I mean, talk about somebody that can take action on things quickly, yeah. which I love is when he was going through our content, I think it was almost like you, you flicked a switch and he was like, great idea. All the plans are going to this person. Right. And soon, you know, we'll keep asking him, like, we're going to have a number from him of like, here were plans I would have turned down. Now our firm generates an extra 100,000 of revenue. This yeah. younger advisor is getting more reps. Oh, and it's feeding AUM into our practice. Yeah. Probably wasn't the best use of his time. We would have probably coached him individually to just say no and kind of scale up. But because he had help and people on the team it was like well why would i turn it away if if these if these people could still benefit from the company and the system i built i just don't have to be the one doing everything yeah and then what a tremendous blessing for that junior advisor goodness i look back and i was like man if somebody somebody would give me business like say hey here you go i was like that's west santa Santa, thank you (laughs) right uh father christmas um the number six joint work um again 50% 50% of something is better than 0% of, you know, nothing. So, like, what when you think about bringing other people, working with other advisors, I know some mm-hmm. advisors have reached out to you. But if you're an advisor and you're thinking, you're like, gosh, I don't, I don't know if I want to include someone else in this planning stuff. Like, how do you incorporate other advisors? I think you have to look long-term. I think I, I look back when I was a young advisor and there was this kind of a scarcity mindset. And it was like, man, this could be the last client I ever get in my life. So I better hold on tight to it and nobody can be in there. Yeah. I, I, I'm fortunate that some people pressed into me and I did accept joint work early on and got to see reps it accelerated my learning curve a lot. Yeah. But if you run into a situation and you're like, I believe planning is a great option. This seems complex. They're a business owner. They have this estate stuff going on. It is in your best interest and the client to phone a friend. Yeah. That's a great point. Like, like what's, what's really best for the client here? No. And let's just be honest. It's, it's probably not you because you want to make an extra grand. You That's know, right. Like, Give it up and make sure that client is really well taken care of. And I think if you look at the compounding benefit, you know, I'm able to say now that I went to a conference four or five years ago, spent, you know, eight, $900, whatever it was. And it's now turned into this, you know, multi-million dollar planning practice. Absolutely. Great return on investment. Yeah. Same thing with joint work. It's like, even if, and I've been called with advisors and they say, I will take nothing. Like you yeah. take all the fee the client wants to pay, but can I watch you do what you do? Awesome. You know, yeah. because they know if they see it once or twice, now they'll go get 50 more over yeah. time and it pales in comparison. So, so don't be afraid of joint work. Obviously that's what a part of our community is, is like, Hey, be around other advisors doing it that are generous with their ideas. Yeah. Get off the Island and don't recreate things that people have already kind of blazed the trail on like draft behind them. Yeah. I think that, that, that same principle is true. Like draft behind ideas. We were having an idea sharing call last week. We'll have another one this week. 
yep. with our community. And it was just other uh, advisors. And I just love the humility of like, uh, I just, just give me not, I mean, sharing ideas with each other. And again, what's funny is they're getting those ideas from other people. Like, <laughs> like it's like, no one has to be the person who owns the idea. It's just about sharing ideas. Yep. Right. No one's like, that recipe doesn't count because you got it from someone else. Like, no, it, it still produces. Still very good. That's right. right. You know? Yep. So last one, don't give them an all or nothing scenario. What does this mean? Again, the, the premise of this is ways to increase revenue. So what do you mean and how does it help revenue when you're not giving them an all or nothing scenario? How do you price that? First, I have to say we're that, talking about pricing. Yeah. You have to understand that most clients have not experienced this before. That's good. Most clients, business owners, anybody with assets, their their experience has probably been I sat with somebody and they sold me something. They managed my money. They sold me some insurance. Like that is their baseline for normal. Sure. So if you meet with somebody and you're like, hey, you're going to write me a check. Your fee is not going to be hidden in the insurance policy or hidden in the investment account. There's not quite, they can't touch it. This is yeah. like, you see it. You need to be able to, and I learned this the hard way. If if I went in there and with the information I had, put a proposal together and said, hey, to work with me is $8,000. To them, it's a yes or no. Like I didn't give them yeah, a couple one routes. yes or one no. Period. Yep. Yeah. We've evolved that to where at times, and sometimes it's very obvious, and we can say, hey, here's our flat fee for that. Here's a very clear service model. We can go to them and say, here's option one, and this is us white-gloving it for you because you're telling us you want to turn it all over and you want us to talk to your CPA, talk to your attorney, track all this for you. Like that's pretty labor-intensive. Here's that fee. Yeah. And sometimes say that could be 18000 a year. Or... We can put the plan together and deliver it and coach you through it, but you're in charge of all the implementation on your own. We're totally out of that. And that's an $8,000 fee. But we're very clear that, hey, instead of four meetings a year, you get two and you don't get to call us every week with quite like the service model has to match the fee. But now I've let them say, I believe in you. I'm confident. I'm just maybe not ready to jump to the full meal deal. Yeah. Let me experience you first this way and we can always increase it later. Yeah. So we've evolved our proposals to saying, is there rarely one, probably two, even sometimes three to where we say, Hey, we're happy to help you with that cost segregation project, but that's going to be a flat fee in addition because we have to cover our time. Sure. And do you ever say, and, you know, if someone says, okay, I'll do the eight, but I need to do it in two payments. Would you ever go? Yeah. Or do you ever get that? Yeah, we're flexible. If they pay us over time, there's a, uh, there's a discount if they pay up front or pay over time, there's different structures depending on your compliance and everything. But for us, I know that if somebody wants to pay me monthly, and we deliver a plan, there's there's some kind of risk premium to that of us. Hey, here's a full plan. Here's the yeah. ideas. And you could just bail and not pay us well, again. One reason I don't like monthly, and we have some client with some advisors that work with it that do monthly is if if you're doing like if I if I pay for Netflix every month, I expect to turn on Netflix and I get a it should be working, right? Yeah. But but you're not necessarily every month doing something for that client. So sometimes be like, what did you do for me last month? That's right. But the so, tough thing about the one time big fee is that they're like, Hey, we did a bunch of work, a heavy lift, and then we don't hear from you for a yeah. while. So we've we've adjusted our process to where every client, regardless of how they pay or what tier they are, they get some kind of monthly update on their yeah. plan. Yeah. And that gives them like, oh, here they are. Here they are. Yep. It prompts us to say, hey, we're waiting on this thing. Yeah. And in a matter of an hour, I can go sit down with Bard and Chris and go through all of our reports and update them in a month. And now our clients know, hey, we're getting pinged. We're getting right. pinged. So, so the analogy us, I want to share with advisors, if you're like, well, what if nothing happened that month? Is It's really the equivalent of going to the doctor's office and the doctor is saying, hey, everything's good. And you don't be like, well, I want my money back. Like, no, like I'm, you're, you're, they're keeping you updated that things are good. Yep. You know, this is the status. And it's also a ping for them to tell you because, I mean, how many times advisors listening to you meet with a client and they're like, oh, actually I sold my house two months ago. I was like, why didn't you tell me that? Like, 
well, life's happening to all of us, sure, and, sure. and them getting that monthly report as oh, a PDF. So it prompts them to say, oh, I had a financial event, by the way. Yeah, right. and so they get this attached PDF that's a report, but within the email, we're very targeted on like, hey, this is the thing we need to do this month. In order to do that, I need this from you. They then have an avenue to respond to an email yeah. and say, oh, hey, this changed. Can we do this? It, it's us taking on ownership of we are the thing driving this relationship. We're not just charging them and saying, well, you never called me. And I've had advisors say that. Like I've had clients come to me and these were not friends, but associated with the same broker dealer back in the day. And I would meet a client somewhere that happened to be theirs. And I'd find out at some point or they would that that advisor moved. And when you're in a system, sometimes you know that like it went to an advisor in the same company. And they're like, well, if they need help, they can just call me. I'm like, that's not the point. Like yeah. you haven't talked to them for two years and they want somebody to talk to. Like, so you need to take, in my opinion, the ownership is on the advisor to set expectations up front and follow through. Right. Well, we hope that those have been practical ways for you to help increase your planning and consulting revenue. And uh, again, uh, go to the show notes here. Uh, you can find our YouTube channel there if you ever wanted to see that we didn't wear the exact same thing today. I wore my legacy I have, jacket. I have five of these black shirts. I wore shirts, my legacy so that's jacket today. Oh, boy. This last year's Christmas gift. Yeah. But I'm excited about the January event. I mean, that's something that, you know, we're going to blow it out of the water and people are going to come and that's going to change your practice. Pay for itself 10 times over. So if you're looking for something to say, I want to meaningfully invest in my practice, I don't want to just keep doing more of the same stuff harder and hopefully right. it works out. This is the kind of event you should go to. Yeah. So find that link in the show notes. Uh, and as always, thanks for listening. Well, we trust that today's episode has provided you with some actionable ideas you'll take to heart and put into practice in your business. And if you're hearing this before November 22nd, then go to stenmorgan.com slash 50K to register for one of our free training sessions. Or if it's after that date, you can go get the replay at that same URL, stenmorgan.com slash 50K. Our goal in hosting a live event at our offices outside of Nashville in January of 2023 are for any attendee who comes to get 10x the return in the first six months after the event. So if you're serious about growing your financial planning business, then I invite you to visit stenmorgan.com slash how to live. And if you have any questions about the event, then you can also book an appointment with me at that URL to get those questions answered. Both those links are in our episode description as well. Lastly, to make the conversation with your spouse maybe a little bit easier, if you register before December 1st, 2022, you'll receive $400 off of your registration when you use the discount code FREEHOTEL with no spaces. Free hotel. And you can use that money towards, well, you guessed it, your hotel room. So thanks for listening. We appreciate you.